0: Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on September 17th, 2023, on the basis of Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Our sermon text from Matthew chapter 18. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy, or seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since, it was, since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all they had be sold to repay his debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. I canceled all of that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from the heart. This is God's word. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we like forgiveness in general... As a concept, until it becomes personal, until it becomes emotional. Maybe some of you you have heard of this woman before. Her name's Corey Tenboom. Corey Tenboom was a Dutch watchmaker. And her and her father, Casper, and her sister, Betsy, uh, during war, World War II, they hid uh, some of the Jewish people that the Nazis were, were trying to, to arrest. They hid them in their house. They even built a false wall in their their house in order to to hide them and they were really successful at doing it for a long time but eventually uh, when there was a famine and and they needed more food to provide for the people that they were hiding, they got found out and the the Nazi soldiers came and arrested. uh, They arrested their family and Casper, the father, he he died 10 days after being arrested and, and Betsy and Corey were sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp. Now, Corey and Betsy uh, were, were firm Christians, believing Christians. And they, they let their light shine even amidst some of the darkest circumstances. In that concentration camp, they told other people about Jesus and many people were converted because of their, their message. It was a kind of an amazing story of witnessing in some of the darkest circumstances. And many people will be in heaven, no doubt, because of the, the message they shared in that concentration camp. Yet, yeah, Betsy would never make it out of that concentration camp. She died in Ravensbrück. But Corey would. Uh, Corey was released. And Corey would go on to write books and go on speaking tours, talking about her experience and continuing to share the gospel uh, with people. And in 1947, she was on uh, one of those speaking tours in Germany. And she had gone about her normal, her normal speech. Uh, and during that speech, she had said something to the effect of, with Jesus, it's as if all of our sins have been thrown into the, the bottom of the, the ocean. And she wrapped up her speech, and, and some people were greeting her, but, and then a man came up to her, and she recognized this man. This man was one of the guards in the concentration camp, and not just any guard, but one of the guards that had personally whipped her and her sister Betsy with a leather crop. Uh, terrible things he, he did to her, and and many others. This was personal. This was emotional. This man came up to her and said, great message, Fräulein. How great it is to know that as you say, our sins are at the bottom of the ocean. That hit her. This, This was not like any other time that she had been asked to forgive. She knew what Jesus did for her. She knew what Jesus commanded her to do, to forgive, but every time she'd been asked to forgive before this seemed really small compared to this one. We're like that. We like forgiveness. We like the concept of forgiveness in general when things seem small, but when things become personal, when things become emotional, when things seem big to us, well, then it's kind of difficult. Our our text for today is all about forgiveness. And it starts with uh, Peter coming to Jesus and asking him a pretty simple question. He says, How many times am I to forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? What essentially Peter is asking is, are there limits on forgiveness? You know, is there, is there a point where this runs out? And, and Peter even kind of gives a, a guess, what he thinks is a pretty charitable guess, seven times, right? Uh, which was actually a pretty charitable guess because um, the experts of the law, if you would have asked them, they would have advocated for a three-strikes-and-you're-out uh, approach. So Peter was somewhat generous with seven times, but, but Jesus says, no, even more than that. Seventy-seven times, or, or the words in Greek can mean 70 times seven. So 490 times. Uh, 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 Jesus says this purposeful exaggeration uh, because he's saying you shouldn't be counting. There's no bounds on this forgiveness. And then he proceeds to tell this parable where we get this striking contrast that really no one can, can miss. A man who owes so much to this, this king. Now, now, just to put this in terms of, of what this would be like today, that amount that he owed the king, the king forgiving it actually would have affected the national economy. It was that much money. All 10,000 bags of gold, right? 10,000 talents, as the, the text would, would say. This is a massive, massive sum. Even if his, him and his family were all sold into slavery and they worked and worked and worked for their entire life, they wouldn't have even made a, a dent in that debt that they owed this, this king. That's how much it was. And so the servant, he begs, he begs and begs and begs of the, of the king to, to be patient with him. And the king doesn't come up with a payment plan. He just cancels it. He forgives it completely. That is contrasted with what the servant does next. The servant goes out, finds his fellow servant who owed him the equivalent of 20 bucks. And he, he, he tells him, you, you need to pay me back. He chokes him even. And when, the, the, when his fellow servant asks for mercy, he doesn't show him mercy. He has him thrown in prison until he can repay this servant had been shown mercy, but he did not extend that same mercy to his fellow servant. And then we get the, the, the king's response. The king hears about this, throws that man in prison to be tortured. And Jesus says this, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from the heart. It's kind of an interesting point to end your gospel reading with. We're maybe not used to hearing commands from Jesus, as direct even as this, but this is certainly not a a suggestion. In words plain as they, Jesus is giving us a command, forgive your brother or sister from the the heart. Yet when someone sins against you, when someone does something to hurt you, forgiveness can seem like the the most difficult thing in the world. So, why is that? Why is that? Because in a lot of ways, forgiveness seems unfair, doesn't it? You've already been victimized. Somebody has already done something immoral to you, maybe taken something from you, whether literally or, or, or metaphorically, they've taken something from you. And now being asked to forgive seems like you're being asked to give more. In fact, being asked to forgive seems like you're, you're giving something up. Because in fact, you are. By forgiving someone, you are giving up the ability to hold something over somebody's head. By forgiving someone, you're giving up your perceived right to administer justice on them. By forgiving someone, you are giving them a free gift. Free, you're asking nothing in return. And that's a concept that is completely foreign to our world. In 2018, there was a... Good example of this. And this was a, a case that you might actually remember. Um, there was an off duty police officer named Amber Geiger. This was in Dallas. She was getting off of her, her shift and she was coming home to her apartment uh, when she saw that the door to the apartment was cracked open. And so, being a, a police officer, she, she had her hand on her weapon. She enters the apartment and she sees someone in her apartment. It's kind of dark in there. And after giving several verbal warnings, she shoots this person. The problem was, it wasn't her apartment. She had walked into the wrong apartment. She had walked into Botham Jean's apartment, who was innocently sitting in his apartment watching TV. When someone walks into his apartment and starts saying things to him in a loud voice, and then shoots him. Terrible terrible tragedy, and it caused a lot of outrage in the, in the media. Well, uh, a little bit later at Amber Geiger's trial, Brant Jean, Botham's brother, was able to get up and address the, the courtroom and to address Amber uh, specifically. Uh, if you have some time, go, go and look up that, that video. It's about four minutes. It's, it's powerful. In, in a powerful speech, he forgives her, he doesn't remind her of all the things that she's done or what, he, what she's taken from, from him. She, she knows that. He forgives her. And he says he wishes well for her. In fact, he gets up and he gives her a hug. It was a beautiful scene of forgiveness. But not everybody thought so. Afterwards, uh, there were some that, that were praising this scene, saying this is an amazing act of forgiveness. But there were others who were outraged. By forgiving her, he's just perpetuating this kind of, of violence. Justice is not really done if he forgives her, right? And at that point, the, the issue became really, really clear. Our world has no way to reconcile justice and forgiveness. These two seem at odds to each other, enemies of one another. It seems like you can only pick one Or the other. According to the world, if you pick forgiveness, if you choose to forgive someone, then you are trampling on justice. And if you choose justice, well, then you dare not forgive someone. Forgiveness and justice seem to be at odds, enemies of one another. And the truth is, the world really only knows justice. The world doesn't naturally know God's love. The world doesn't instinctively understand the gospel and what Jesus did for us. But the world knows the law. The law comes naturally to the world. So if the world has to choose between forgiveness and justice, the world's going to choose justice every single time. And that's not just true of the world. But that's true of our own hearts as well. When we are sinned against, when someone does something horrible to us, hurts us in some ways, it can be hard to forgive because you you want justice. You want payment for that. You want them to remember just how much they took from you or just what they did to you. You want to make sure they feel sorry for what they did to you. And you can replay that narrative over and over and over again in your head. Have you done that before? I have. When somebody has done something against you, you replay what they have done, and then you play in your mind what you would say to them if you had the chance to say something to them. And before too long, as that narrative keeps spinning and spinning and spinning, we become almost obsessive. Oh, that justice, that, that person who sinned against you no longer seems like a flesh and blood person anymore. That person that sinned against you is really just their sin. That's how you identify them. That's what they are to you. They are only the, the bad things that they have said or done to you. Which is really sad when applied personally, isn't it? Because you wouldn't want to be known for your worst moments. You wouldn't want God to look at you like that. Are are we just really a collection of the worst things that we have have done? Is that really what our identity is? Without Christ? Then, yes. A world that only knows the law, a heart that only knows the law, cannot be forgiven because the law cannot give you forgiveness. If, If your heart only knows the law then you will be stuck in your sin forever and you will be unable to truly forgive someone else. But God provided, God provided the answer, the way to reconcile forgiveness and justice. You see, God had to punish sin. He wouldn't be a just God if he let sin go unpunished. Sin needed to be punished But rather than putting all of that wrath and all of that punishment on your shoulders, on my shoulders, where where it actually was deserved, he he gave his son, his one and only son, and he put all of that wrath and all of that punishment on Jesus. That's what was happening on the cross. What was happening on the cross is God was punishing the world's sins. It wasn't just physical suffering that Jesus was going through on the cross. Jesus was bearing the punishment for the sins of the entire world. He was going through literal hell on the cross because he loved you. And his father provided him as the sacrifice because he loved you and wanted to to save you. On the cross, we, we see God's love and God's justice come together. In an act of love, he gives his son up. But in an act of justice, he punishes the sins of the world. In this way, Justice is carried out and forgiveness can be freely given. That's what we see depicted in the the parable at the beginning. When this man with a massive debt comes before the king, the king forgives him completely, wipes it out. Creditors aren't going to be coming back for that, uh, for payment a year from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from then. So too with Jesus. When Jesus canceled your debt, he canceled it. He's not going to come back for it a, a year later, five years later. He's not going to come back and, and judge you for that a second after that. It's gone. In fact, in the Bible, it talks that that, Jesus doesn't, or that God doesn't even remember that sin anymore. The all-knowing God chooses not to remember that sin because of what Jesus did for you, because you are covered over by your Savior. This is Grace. I couldn't really imagine being in Corey Ten Boom's shoes. This man who had done awful things to her and her sister and many others, she had witnessed him doing those things to them. This man who was a part part of one of the most evil movements of modern history, he he walks up to her, he says what he said to her, and then he extends his hand to shake her hand. he, He didn't know, he didn't recognize her. He didn't know who she was or that she was his prisoner. But, of course, she knew. And if she, if she went and shook his hand, it would be as if she's forgiving him. It would be as if she's confirming the gospel message that she just spoke, that his sins are in the bottom of the sea. Corey froze, understandably. So this was a lot to, to take in. Uh, forgiveness seems good as a concept, but when it becomes personal and emotional, it's It's tough but Corey knew exactly what Jesus had done for her. She knew how, how big of a sinner she was and just how much sin God had punished for her in Jesus on the, the cross. It was that gospel message that transformed her heart. Apart from that, she could never have shook this man's hand. She did not have it in her to do that. But God's transforming grace moved her. It moved her to forgive this man. And on top of that, On top of that, she knew that Jesus didn't just pay for her sins. She knew that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the whole world, including this former Nazi prison guard. And so who was she to collect more payment? Jesus had paid it all. He had already paid for that that sin. And so in an act of, of carrying out God's command, in an act of great love and forgiveness, she shakes his hand. She shakes his hand. We all like forgiveness until it becomes personal, until it becomes emotional. What message do you need to hear today? Uh, Are are you holding back forgiveness from somebody? Are you holding a grudge? Are, Are you, even if it's just in your heart, holding something over somebody's head? Well, then hear Jesus' command. Forgive your brother or sister from the heart. And if you have a hard time doing that, Don't search within yourself for the strength to do that because you're not going to find it in there. Look to the gospel. Look to what Jesus has done for you and make the decision. Make the decision to forgive. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. Forgive and work on those feelings afterwards. That's only something that we can get through the gospel. And we ask with that God would help us to do that. God grant it. Hey, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Hey, could you do us a favor? Could you hit like or or subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast? That really helps us get seen by more people so that more people might hear about Jesus and hear the same message that you're hearing. We hope you you come back and and enjoy another sermon next week.